Hey guys, welcome to Gino's Golden Tea Podcast. I am the Alpha Chris Long Gino, and we're going to talk a little Golden Tea Mobile. Chad Trump on the podcast today, recapping a little bit of the Golden Tea Mobile portion of the World Championship last week. Um, just uh, was a great tournament, and um, boy, Golden Tea Mobile really had a day, really had a day, and it was awesome to see. We uh, did a great job of uh, kind of painting the picture a little bit in this podcast and uh, always love a good minimal edit podcast where I don't have to do a whole lot of editing. Now, when I do my other podcasts, there's several things that can be blamed. Uh, Western Illinois uh, internet can be the case as far as Bernhardt is concerned. My computer can be garbage from time to time. Uh, so I'll have to go through and really try to clean it up the best I can. And sometimes I do a good job. Sometimes I don't, uh, this one was a good old minimal edit, just, you know, front and back. Didn't have to do a whole lot because me and Chad jive really well. And, uh, it was, uh, good to talk a little golden team mobile with him. So, uh, here's, uh, Chad. All right. Here just a week after. We were just in Vegas for the Golden Tee World Champion, something me and this guy will probably remember for quite some time. Always happy to have him on the podcast, and we're going to talk some Golden Tee Mobile. Chad Trump, my man, how are we? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Have you recovered? I'm, I, I did well. I, I did well. I, the early flight was, uh, I think, almost a smart idea. I, I, I do. And uh, – I, I nobody I don't know how many people knows this. I took two different airlines. I, I went one one way, and just so I could have the early flight, I did not want to take that red eye that you were taking. That was brutal. Yeah, it, it was a bad one. That, and I learned a lesson. It, it's been probably ten or fifteen years since I've taken a red eye from Vegas back back home, and I just thought, man, I, I don't know what I've got in store for me Sunday night. I don't know what Monday morning looks like six a.m. It just wasn't appealing. Mm-hmm. And the thought of staying up all night to get on a 6 a.m. flight didn't sound great. So I decided to just hang out in Vegas all day Monday. And my God, man, I felt like I had a two-day hangover <laughs> once I got back home. Uh, that, uh, yeah, the early flight, that, like I said, I was able to get back here and uh, kind of recharge. Uh, just first off, nine days ago, it's been, I believe, nine days now, we crowned a new uh, – Golden Tea Mobile. Oh, hold on. Timeout, timeout, timeout. Chad, what's the bourbon tonight? What are we drinking? Oh, okay. Man, I can't believe we about forgot that. Yeah. So tonight, I, I'm going back to the well. Now, I, last time, I think I might have had Elijah Craig 18-year. Tonight, it's the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. It is uh, batch C921. Um, last year's batches, and it's uh, 120.2 proof. So, it's on the lower end of a high-proof bourbon, mm-hmm. but it like it's just got a really good nose as they say it's like maple syrup and and brown sugar you get all that in the in the in the aroma and then it's it's got a good kick to it but it, it tastes great and it's it's one of my favorite ones it's one of my go-tos to be honest I, i'm gonna follow you guys around uh down this bourbon trail at some point I got, i'm waiting for my boys to kind of move out of the house here you know i got uh, my stepson and uh he tends to like the five finger discount the liquor so um <laughs> that's what teenagers do man yeah man so i i'd like to say before i start going down that trail of bourbon are you one of those guys that have like 50 60 bottles lined up i mean 
yeah, I've got more than that. But yeah, I mean, I've got a bunch. It's just uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get ri- I'm trying to get them down to the ones that I really like. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of bottles I have that are really rare or hard to get bottles, but I don't have a backup. Mm-hmm. So I definitely won't open one if I don't have a backup. Yeah. And then even sometimes I get the backup for that rare allocated bottle. It's like, damn, do I really want to open this bottle? So it's hard <laughs> for me, especially when I've got like four or five really, really good ones that I have plenty of that are semi difficult to get yet taste great. So mm-hmm. once I kind of have been stuck on those four or five bottles, I just, I'm thinking about pairing things down a bit, getting down to like 40 or 50 bottles. And, um, I know it sounds like a lot still. I get it. No, I mean, I, if you I, would I, see the setup right now, you'd understand. I, I mean, there's too many bottles and I blame, I blame Micah Middleton and Jason Jones and Ryan <laughs> Sparks and Josh Carlson, all these guys for, for this issue. Cause we really do have a problem. Chris Hampstead, we've all got this bourbon uh, issue we're dealing with. Uh, was on my flight uh, out of Vegas that uh, that next morning. He was. Who was? Uh, Chris Hampstead. Sofa King, right? Yeah. Was yeah, he? yeah. Yeah. He was on my flight. He was. Uh, we had to lay over in Houston. I was going to Greenville. He was going to Pensacola. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we. I kind of just caught him right when we were boarding the flight. Uh, Chris was an important part of our broadcast, to be honest, on uh, Friday early, right during the during the head to head matches. Yeah, he was coming around giving us score updates, live scoring. I mean, that really did help the broadcast. I thought. Yeah, it was. Uh, that, that was going well. Um, you know, I, I think I had a good station right there in uh, in front of you guys because I felt like I was just watching everybody and fielding all the Golden T Arcade guys' questions about Golden T Mobile that I could, and um, I honestly was just um, kind of blown away how really intrigued those guys were really getting into this. And I think they walked away from the world championship with a, with a new respect. I think a lot of them did. I hope so, because there's, I, I know that the mobile players have a lot of respect for the, for the cabinet guys. So, I mean, you know, it, mobile is not going to be for everyone and I'm not going to try to convince everyone that mobile is for everyone. I, I get it. If it's something that, you know, you just don't have an interest in man. Cool. But my thing is, and, and I heard you touch on it a little bit with Brian and, and Matt on the podcast. If you do have an issue with mobile, I mean, don't just don't get on Facebook and, and try to slam it and, and act the fool. And I mean, if, if it's not your gig, it's just something you don't care for. That's, that's fine. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys that put a lot of time into it and uh, respect both both games and play really well. And I think mobile put on an unbelievable show. And and I, I think it's really cool that a lot of the cabinet guys respected it, had a lot of questions about it. It'd be really neat to see, you know, a handful of these guys download the game, try it out, ask some questions, and and maybe even join um, our league. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, get on the Discord. And uh, speaking of Discord, uh, you know, if you and I could, uh, if, if we wanted to right now, we could uh, hop over onto Discord and watch the 2022 Golden Team Mobile World Champion. Rick Coppathorn while he's drinking some Johnny Blue and uh, playing some mobile. <laughs> I was on there with him. About, oh, uh, I don't know what was about an hour ago, and oh, okay. uh, kind of hung out, kind of hung out for I don't know forty five minutes. It was uh, Rick got on there and and showed off that incredible golf game that he's got, and Mike Smith was there. Brian Muxlow, he goes by Jesus, mm-hmm. really good player that you've seen. Josh Carlson was there. Jordan Scott was in that room um myself I think, I, I think jordan's pretty much hit up when it comes to mobile like i mean if you're you guys are in he's in <laughs> yeah oh, and, and man he had a nice tournament didn't he and what a good kid and mm-hmm. um man we'll i get, enjoyed seeing jordan 
So it, it was fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're we're going to get to a lot of these guys, but uh, oh, yeah. first off, um, let's paint the picture just a little bit, all right? Because uh, through a really great tournament, and it's a, it's unfortunate we understood a lot. Not every match could be streamed. It just you know was never going to be time conducive. It was just it was going to have to be crunched. Um, before we get to Rick, actually, let's start Thursday because that when I got there Thursday, um, first off, setup seemed to be a bit of a a bit of a task for the guys doing it right uh for the guys as in the it guys production yeah, i mean it, I, we walked in that ballroom together actually mm -hmm. you might have been in, as a matter of fact i know you hit there you got there first and then yeah. you walked back in with me when i when i hit the west gate and yeah i caught you guys y'all were just leaving breakfast yeah that's right and uh walked in there and quite frankly uh they weren't nearly ready <laughs> and um it, it was you know andy was andy coleman was um i'm not saying he was frantic because he wasn't but he was he was definitely concerned i know there were some rigging issues with some lighting and and uh, they had to re rewrite re actually draw up how they wanted to, to do the entire layout from scratch mm -hmm. after i think that that las vegas union had already approved the initial layout and then to come to find an issue with their setup once they get there and they're under a supreme time crunch man um yeah. it was it was i don't know it was treading uh really deep water and he didn't have a whole lot of time to get where he needed to go but he did a really good job of, of getting that all done i was i was proud of andy happy for andy that he got that knocked out it was uh and when i got there it was frantic you know what well, i was frantic definitely not the right word he was stressed focused um and uh you know how andy gets i mean he gets you know really excited but he was more he was very much shit's about to get real dude and he's sitting there <laughs> right. Pointing, and that's right pointing all this out to me and then he lays on to me g all right gino all right way we're gonna have to set this up because that doesn't have structural support over there i need all right we're gonna have you guys right here and you're gonna be about 10 feet from where the uh players are and and i'm like oh wow and I'm like, well, every word. That doesn't really speak well. He goes, I don't care. Do not, don't stop being yourself. Okay. And he literally laid it goes, I need 30 bites from you this weekend. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, all right, we can do that. And thanks to Bryce Lethick, I got a lot knocked out during that match. Um, oh, Bryce the, from Indiana played great. Yeah. And the, uh, and so, anyways, we got there Thursday, wasn't set up. Okay. And, by the time they got some of it set up, the arcade machines were definitely not set up. Mm -mm. Um, and finally, we had some tables, and you guys finally started getting last chance going. Uh, just couldn't stream it. And uh, I don't know, uh, Chad, maybe I felt this a little bit, but I'm not sure if that got us off on the right foot, right? I mean, it, it definitely sucked that we couldn't get the last chance qualifier um, onto the stream because it was so... I don't know if advertised is the right word, but we definitely promoted the last chance qualifier. And, and of, of course we had one person in particular, and there were a lot of great players in that last chance qualifier. Don't get me wrong, but there was one player in particular that we really wanted to see how they were going to perform um, under a watchful eye under a stressful scenario. I, I don't know how we really want to say it, but we wanted to see how Lance Harris was going to play and for him to, go to that last chance qualifier sitting at a table by himself hoodie on earbuds in. uh 
and just play fantastic qualifier golf where he was, I know we've talked about this. He was four better going to the 18th hole of Tundra and end up parring a, a eagle hole. So it must've been a tough setup or he just made a, a silly mistake, but still over the, you know, the course of his qualifying, he was two better, easily the number one seed was the number one seed by a full stroke, a full stroke. Mm-hmm. And that, that just led him into an awesome weekend, but hats off to Larry Foster, Mr. Golden T and also Travis Bond from Texas. Both those guys are from Texas, actually, Larry and um, Travis, and they both got into the uh, into the world championship by by um, really playing great golf under a lot of pressure with a lot of good players in that room. Yeah, and that was uh, I, I kind of looked around and I, I saw everybody in their zone, uh, you know, trying to make themselves, uh, I guess, as mo- the, as most comfortable as they could be while they played their uh, their qualifier. Now. Remind me again, Chad, we had the last chance guys go mm-hmm. at the same time. We had one flight of qualifying going on, right? Yeah. So, so the 13 other qualifiers, um, they were, were given an option. Do you want to play the early flight or the late flight up to you? And, and we saw many wanted to choose that early flight, get it out of the way. And for those 13, it was just truly a seating round. That's all that was. So you play mm-hmm. poorly. Well, okay, you played poorly and, and you still are in the championship. No worries. It's just all about seating. And you're going to play the number one seat if you do terribly or, you know, eight, nine, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's all that was. Um, Of course, Lance, Larry, and Travis still had to do another seating round. Once they got the last chance done, then they went into a seating for the 16. So it was just a really long day of seating but it really would have been cool to have some of those matches on the stream. Even uh, I kept envisioning, gosh, man, have one guy playing Tundra, the other guys playing, you know, whatever crawdad, you'd have two different matches or two different courses going on. We would have given us a lot of discussion points, but you know, I, again, I understand everything Andy had to go through that day and, and what it was going through to try to get everything set up. And it just was not meant to be. Yeah. And believe me, no one, no one was more upset about that not being streamed that night than Andy. So it was yeah. just pretty awesome that it got done. And then you were, Friday, you were, we were ready to roll. You were, you might have been number two there, sir. I'm not going to lie. I sat there and I, I know you weren't, you were ready to go. I mean, that's really what it was. You were ready to go. And as far as, you know, commentating and uh, getting in your wheelhouse, um, four course qualifier, correct? Yeah. Okay. So is it aggregate or is it like average? What, what is that? No, I, I think the guys were just averaging their score. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, I mean, it's just total strokes. I mean, that's, that's all it was, which, you know, you just, you can still divide it up and figure out what your total score was 14.12 or whatever, based on your strokes, since they were all playing the same thing. That's, um, I think that is how they ended up doing that though. It was, uh, uh, they seated based on what their average score was, but again, I, it wouldn't have mattered since they, they played all the same courses, same setup, everything. I mean, it was the lot conditions card, which. By the way, it was a new thing for the mobile players to be able to get uh, to play lock conditions. Will that be available in Chicago, I imagine? I'm being told it is. Awesome. So, yeah, I, in Chicago, man, we'll have to talk about that in a little while. But uh, Oh, no, um, I, trust that's me. That's, that's really shaping up. That's that's next on the docket. We're uh, just about uh, a little over two months away, hard to believe. And uh, so we get to uh, we get to Friday. Mm-hmm. All right, and Friday led to its own 
also level of complications on, on its own level. Uh, but I think by the time we got the tournament going and seeing some of the action, uh, we got into a really good groove with some great Golden T-Mobile, right? I think that I think the guys showed out is is what I think. Um, yeah, there were some issues, and we can talk about them or not. I mean, I know at one point uh, on the loser side, guys were told to play certain matches, and they played their matches, and then um, there was an issue with the scoring and, and the actual – Hey, you played the wrong guy. This is on us, not on you. The, you did, the, whatever the, that that whole round's wiped out. We got to replay. The bracket was so wrong. that sucked, right? Yep, yeah. uh, the bracket was wrong, from what I understand. Right. Uh, there was also, I mean, we had that going on. People trying to play losers bracket matches. The pavilion starting to populate more because arcade guys are getting there and starting to get started. Um, Golden T-Mobile had the stage. Golden T-Mobile had the stage, but you know we also had six machines up there that were not going to be used. So closest to the pin was going to also take a while. We only had 12 to 13 machines available for closest to the pin. Yeah, I think CTTP was supposed to have, what, 20 machines total, but yeah. because it's the mobile world championship that is going to take precedence over uh, closest to the pin, mm -hmm. and that stage was set up for a championship. Mm -hmm. So for you know, six machines, 12 total players up there banging while two guys are trying to play for $15,000. And, and I, I think it was the right decision. Leave those machines empty. Let those guys um, have that center stage that they rightfully deserve. They're showcased. And, and that's what we did. Now, did CTTP kind of go a long time and didn't get on the stream? Yeah. I mean, there's, I know you guys talked about it, so we don't need to being no. a dead horse i guess but it, no. it it certainly went a long time for them i feel bad for them but also i mean that was the world championship for mobile um a huge prize at stake great players up there trying to get to that final match and and the right decision was made correct and also all the people that you know were there for the golden tea world championship and wanting to see it you weren't going to be shorted any golden tea that weekend okay missing out on closest to the pen okay yeah i know it's a part of our experience and you want to sit at home and uh watch it on your tv or do whatever you got but you know look i mean hey i mean we we had we golden tea mobile took pres precedence i mean they had their world championship they deserved the stage yeah, I mean, you um, said it perfectly, and and you said it you said it perfectly the other night. If um, you had a whole weekend, you had more golden tea than you could shake a stick at yeah. Saturday and Sunday. You had more than you could shake a stick at. Plenty of coverage. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I I do hate. I mean, people expecting to watch them closest to the pin. I mean, I hate that they didn't get to see it. Yeah, but we weren't going to kick people off. You know, and I'm not necessarily kick people off. We weren't going to get in the way of a championship so that you know guys could could watch closest to pin so they would just and, wait and also i think that benefited as well i mean that that also kept a lot more of the other guys like hey what's going on over here i mean because they had a little bit more downtime or whether they've been eliminated whatever the case may be i mean they give them an opportunity to come over hey what's going on over here what's this and um the action that's that's like i said that's when it started getting a little bit more fierce that's when we saw uh, Coppathorn, who uh, the 18th hole ha uh, has been his friendliest hole uh, mm -hmm. over the weekend. Um, the dentist, 
Yeah. Rick Copthorne, the world championship champion of Golden T Mobile. Um, deserving Certainly champion. earned it. Yeah, deserving champion, sir, right? Oh, 100%. He, that was a great championship. Let, let's just say that. The, between Riley Hitchcock and Lance Harris and Rick Copthorne, Matthew Hansen, those four put on a tremendous exhibition of Golden Tee Golf. They just played great. The only thing to me that could have made it even better, and I feel like it's almost unfair to bring up Tony Johnson's name. It's almost unfair to bring Ben Costain's name up. But those two played, finished one, two last year. Those two being on that stage with those five, those four or five guys, that would have just, oh, just the cherry on top to a tremendous championship. But like I told Rick Coppertorn tonight, you know, when Kevin Lindsay introduced him to the crowd after Paul Luna won the world championship, that was Rick's shiny moment in front of all the arcade folks. And for whatever reason, Kevin brought up Tony Johnson's name, which kind of silly but um i understand why he brought it up in, in a sense because everybody thinks tony's the best in the world but like i told rick i don't think tony beat you that day i just not that tony couldn't have because he's great and he and he's clutch but rick coppathorn played so well that i don't feel bad that tony wasn't there necessarily because i think rick played well enough he played when i say well enough he played fucking great and he played so great that Tony would have had his hands completely full. The dude shot a two better on Crawdad, man. Under really nasty conditions. Those weren't easy conditions. I played Crawdad tonight. I played a back nine of Crawdad, shot a 14, and it was the easiest conditions you could imagine. I had 5,000 great shot points. Rick played a freak nasty setup, had boatload of points, hole outs, more pressure than you could shake a stick at, and beat maybe the best player in the world in the process. So Rick totally deserved that win. Um, Tony not being there really didn't matter. It just would have made that experience even better just to have Tony and, and Benji there and, and just that, that whole uh, showcase that comes with it. Just that would have been an awesome, awesome last five or six guys if they even made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I, just, I just think it's important that we know and that we say Rick Coppathorn won that tournament probably would have won that tournament if if jesus christ himself showed up that's how well he played that's that strong statement chad and uh, i was um able to uh share uh, a lot of great moments over the weekend with and and, you know everybody knows me you know i I hug it out with just about everybody (laughs) and uh uh, that the the moment that rick and i we saw each other outside i think it was next to the italian restaurant and after we went in, that was when it was really starting to set in. And it's just this big hug. And we we, we went to reflect back on the podcast. Because, I mean, remember, I've had a podcast with Rick now. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, that, the next next world championship, everybody's going to beg to be on the podcast before the, uh, that one. Uh, but we had talked about embellishing the underdog role. I think prior to this tournament, we, in our minds, thought we had a clear favorite that clear favorite that didn't even have a world championship spot yet, but I think we thought we had one top favorite and that was yeah. Lance mm-hmm. and rightfully so. And rightfully so uh, Rick who had told me on the podcast and we went back to back to the D 
in uh in in, in July and that run he made all the way to third place and I mm-hmm. believe he had a pretty early loss if I remember correctly I don't remember to be uh, honest yeah and uh he ended up making a run and it was all about you know hey I like being the underdog okay I like thinking that you you know that you don't think I can win um whether that had anything to do with this world championship or not uh but that was one of those things that we kind of reflected back on and uh you know, it was uh, great to see somebody that to take pride in it, uh, mm. to, to to understand that um, that that it's important uh, to not just our community, but uh, to the future of what you're trying to create. And uh, I think he'll be a, he'll be a great champion. He's he's got a uh, you know he's now I've got to go to Chicago and try I mean, cause that's, I guess that's the, uh, what we call his first title defense. It's not a world championship, but, but uh, but it's going to have one hell of a field brother. Yeah. And we're going to have one field, a uh, hell of a field. We'll go through the field a little bit. Um, guys, I got to meet first off uh, people that were part of the last chance qualifier. I got to meet a lot of mobile guys and you guys were all great. Um, Wally Flores. Um, I have to call him Wally now. Yeah. Um, but his first, friends call him Wally yeah. Flores. Yeah, and uh, you know he was he was awesome to get to meet and talk to. Um, also, a guy, a guy, and that's what all the it was vice versa with the arcade and the mobile. Okay, because the mobile guys, I mean, they went over to the the Golden Tea Bar, whatever the warm up location. Uh, they played yeah. there. Yeah, they uh-huh. played their tailgaters, and yep. uh, they played there. They were all into the world uh, as far as you know when it got competing on Sunday. They were all really into that. Um, you know, it was cool to get to you know put some faces to names um one guy that uh, we're going to go through some of this field uh that i want to mention because we were talking prior to the tournament about you know what's this guy going to be like all right because he right now as a innovator a little bit as we call it the stinger you know a guy that first started using it and then after qualifying and going through that grueling process maybe dial back his gameplay a little bit. And I think we wrote, we might raise some concerns about what his game was going to look like. And then I think he ended up with a five, six and yeah. yeah and uh, how, how would you grade that performance for Sammy? Uh, I thought Sam Hines showed out. I thought he was, he, he seemed a little nervous early. I think he settled in a little bit. And um, I, I know for sure that he's very pleased with his first world championship performance. We've talked about it. And he's been pretty vocal about uh, being happy about how he played and didn't embarrass himself and made some made some nice shots, won some matches. I think he, what he finished three and two, maybe something somewhere in that neighborhood or four and two. I don't know. He won enough matches to to get himself all the way into that fifth, sixth spot. And he, again, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. That dude played really well that weekend. Excellent. He. Uh... There was one match, and I have to go back and look at it, but I think he had with Jordan Scott there uh, where he had shot a really good round or whatever, and he I, I saw him really happy about it, went over and kind of hugged his uh, his lady. And uh, Sam – Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy. And uh, Sam, I, we got to talking a little bit, and he had uh, mentioned that maybe being a little too aggressive early. And, and if anybody's seen Sam Hines' game, aggression is the name of it. Oh yeah, and, and uh, so I think he. I think once he laid off that a little bit, he was able to dial some stuff in and play some really 
uh great golden tea happy to have met brian lavoy brian lavoy i thought was one one of the more entertaining guys of the weekend he he wins the award for most entertaining wherever (laughs) he goes he's uh he's he's really funny he's boisterous um and people are drawn to a guy like that had really good time with him this weekend or this weekend last weekend and played a lot of blackjack with the dude had some dinners with the guy i just um then he did the old well, they call that an irish exit when he just uh all of a sudden he's just gone yeah and he drove back to san diego without really saying bye kind of got online and said hey i split uh, it was great seeing you guys but he had uh he had an okay tournament he just he has we've talked about it a hundred times and you and i have talked about it he's just super nervous which is so crazy with the personality that he has the outgoing nature he's just gregarious but he gets ready to play a match i mean you could see him i had people texting me and messaging me man is brian okay i mean his hand was literally shaking and it is hard to play a game when you have to swipe a screen to to play really well when when you've got a little bit of the shakes that's um that does seem a little odd because he seems like a really outgoing guy too. I mean, just, you know, Very. But, uh, but that means also, I mean, when you're nervous, that means you care. And I mean, and that's, you know, a lot, a lot to do with that. He's um, he was, it was actually a trip to be around. Um, He's hilarious, man. He yeah, just, yeah. I'm, you just said that. I just, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of stories I can't even bring up on this podcast, but just the <laughs> stuff this dude says, and he just, just very funny he is he's a true treat to be around and he is not going to be in chicago which makes me very sad oh no well he'll be in hawaii like a week before that and he's got he uh he's a busy person with work and and things that he does so he is uh unfortunately not going to be able to to be there as as well as matt calderon that's uh that's disappointing, but it adds yeah. some more great players that are coming to the field. Um, Jordan with a seven eight, just um, that was you know he had some quality matches. I think he qualified fourth or fifth. He had a solid qualifier as well. Oh yeah, Jordan played great. Yeah. Jordan uh, Jordan dropped a thirty bomb on Mark Duchesne mm-hmm. to eliminate him from the tournament. He got on pine. I think he shot a uh, a fourteen front, sixteen back, maybe yeah. on uh, on Pine Coast. Yeah, and knock Mark out of the tournament. Mark, Mark, looks at me, puts his hands up, like, "What are you gonna do? Kid shoots thirty on me." <laughs> I mean, just he shot well. It might have even been a thirty-one, Chris. I, I can't remember. He shot a thirty or thirty-one, and uh, had an overall great tournament experience. I think if you were to ask Jordan, how would you rate your performance? I think he was going to be happy with it. He had one match on Crawdad when he had one mistake. He went probably a percent too long, caught fringe, and it bounced into the water, or it went straight in the water. I can't remember. It was a drivable par four over the trees onto a little sliver of green. It went wet. And then his second shot, he's just trying to snug that thing on there and get his par and get out of there. And I think he was a bit too aggressive and watered the next one. And that was really the beginning of the end in that match. He didn't play very well from there then on out. I think he was just kind of defeated. It's super easy to do. I mean, you've done it too. I'm sure while we played cabinet, Oh yeah. you get a big, you put a big number up on one hole and you're supposed to lock back in. It's hard to do it. Yeah. And, and he lost that match. And I really do think, and I told him afterwards and I'm sure it didn't help him feel any better, but I think if he hits that 1% less 
and that ball stays on that green, he makes that eagle putt. I think it is a completely different tournament for Jordan. I think he's got a, a chance to go a little bit deeper because Jordan Scott was really playing great golden tee. I, uh, you, you just mentioned Mark Duchesne, and that's uh, one guy. Uh, just one story. I, I just maybe looked over at the right time because I'm going to mention this to you because I don't know. I would like to ask you how common this is. Uh, I walk over and uh, Mark's getting ready to sit down, get himself up, get ready to go and play his match. And I don't know what happens, but I see it just looks like a big cloud right in front of him. And I see this little thing of gold bond sitting right in front of him. Yeah. And I, it looked like he doused himself a little bit in gold bond or what was going on there. Uh, first off, is that common amongst mobile players? And is it, I mean, should it, should it be there? Okay. So full transparency, I have never once seen anyone even use gold bond. I've never used it myself. I, I understand why people do it. You're swiping that little screen and sometimes your fingers get sticky and then it's hard to make a nice straight swipe when your your fingers literally literally being pulled in one direction. So I don't really necessarily have an issue with it, um, but I did hear about it, and I don't think I have an issue again uh, about it. I know in the past I remember talking to Matt Calderon one time. He told me that he does put gold bond on his fingers when it gets sticky, so that way you can swipe. And I thought, well, that makes sense. I mean, it's your device, and you put whatever you want on your fingers. Who cares? You still got to make the swipe. Yeah, I don't know that it's a David Duncan ointment kind of scenario like he's done in the past and apply it to a, a track ball. But, I mean, it's similar in a sense, except it's not. I don't you, even know how to tell you, but it's it's not the same thing. You didn't see Coppathorn up there ask Calderon for some uh, gold bond and then he dabbed no, some? No, I did not see it. I did not. I heard you mention that in the podcast last week. Yeah. But yeah. I did not see it. I didn't see it. No. Yeah, he yelled over. He's like, Matt, or Matt, you got some of that gold bond? He goes up, Matt goes in the bag, and this little travel size gold bond, and then he just dabs some right there on the table. And I, I saw him doing that a couple times where he'd like to just rub his finger on the table a little bit just to get it, you know, make sure it's not sticky before he hits a shot. Um, Are we sure it was gold bond? I am positive <laughs> it was. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, because I, I sit there, I'm like, he's asking for gold bond. What the hell? I don't uh, know. I mean, that must be a. I mean, again, we've only had a few live tournaments. So what guys have been doing the last two years in their homes to try to swipe accurately, uh, I don't know. But if they're using a little bit of gold bond to, to keep that, the wetness, the moisture or whatever, uh, what have you. And, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to make a straight swipe, I guess. Um, no cheating, uh, no nothing providing a straight swipe, like a straight edge type thing. But, I mean, if you got to keep your finger from sticking to your screen, do it. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't really want this to be known as uh, Gold Bond Gate. Like, hey, my God, everybody's <laughs> look like LeBron James at the start of a game, a big cloud of talcum powder. That's what right I thought there. I saw over there with Deshane. I'm sitting there like, what is going on over there? Um, Who else? Have, uh, well, I guess we uh, can – well, first off, uh, the guys just uh, – I, I got to meet Matt Vick for a little bit. Um and awesome, I, 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 and I, I don't know, maybe a guy that I don't know how much, how much he ramped up his play before uh, the tournament. Um, yeah, however, well, uh, the, the, the luxury of being that one and done guy, um, as far as mm -hmm. getting through that one qualifier, and then that's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, don't know that that helps you, right? I don't know that necessarily helps you. It doesn't give you a chance to play for a long time. But sure, it certainly helps your pocketbook, not having to, to pay 50 to $100 a week on, on upgrades on your clubs and all that. Um, that is one guy that I wish I would have spent a little bit more time with when I was in Vegas. He was there with a buddy, but Matt Vick is a hell of a human, and he's really fun to be around. He's super nice guy really cool guy i just he's a guy that i feel like i could be a pretty good friend with but i had so many people there that and so much to do it was hard to really spend a whole lot of time with matt vick not that necessarily that he wanted to spend you know like oh i hope chad shrimp comes up and spends time with me i just wish i could have spent more time with matt i just felt like i didn't have enough time to try to do that but i he's such a good dude he's he's really good um, I don't think he played that great again, and I'm not sure that Matt Vick cared that he didn't play that great. I think he had a really fun time while I was here with his buddy, and they were hanging out quite a bit in that sports bar in Westgate, which, by the way, was the highlight of that casino. I uh, agreed, and I think we'll get to that a little bit more of that. That was, but uh, yeah, that sports book was awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize who Matt Vick was. I was playing craps at the same table as him the night before. Oh really? Yeah, I had no clue who he was. I just knew he was at the I, he was at the table. And How I, was he at the crafts table? Having fun? Yeah, he was all right. I mean, he was on the other side of the table. I just I'd see I'd seen him, and he looked like he belonged with us because there was a, a couple of the Golden Tee players there. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if I, it's a guy I should know. And uh, come to find out who it was, so I actually got to shake hands and meet with him, um, and uh, just talk to him for just a couple minutes. He seemed like a really cool guy. He is. Uh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Larry Foster and uh, Travis Bond, uh, were they both 0-2? I, I, I'm texting. Yes. We're recording this right now. I'm actually texting Joel Wilburn right now to see if he can give me the, the bracket link. Joel, uh, is, uh, Joel is with his boys, and I think they're snowboarding tomorrow. The next three days, they're going to go snowboarding. So right. I told him, I said, well, are you trying to be Tony Johnson Jr.? <laughs> and he said, hey, the difference is I go once every three years. Tony goes three times a year. <laughs> Or something like that. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Travis went 0 2. Larry went 0 2. Larry, I think, played well, but just you know, sometimes you you play well and you still go 0 2. Yeah, that can happen in a tournament. But uh, both of those guys, like I said, they they made the most of of taking a chance coming out to Las Vegas, got through the last chance qualifier, got into the bracket, made a few hundred bucks, and um, you know, got to see some friends. And Travis, that's the first time we had met him. Yeah. Been play, we've been playing this game pretty solid for a couple of years. And Travis, I, I really liked Travis Bond. I didn't know what I was going to think about him because we hadn't talked a whole lot. But Travis Bond's just one of those good old boys, man. Just uh, He looked like he just, was there for the good time as well. He did. I He did. <laughs> I think Travis had a really good time while I was out here. Yeah. Um, can I ask who the guy was using the calculator during the qualifier? That was Jason Smith. Jason Smith. Nodos. Nodos. That's yep. right. Nodos. Uh yeah. He did okay, I call yeah, something did I call something out I wasn't supposed to call out? I mean, because no, I mean, I'm not no it, we, we talked about it. I mean, it, it was there. I mean I, well, I think, wasn't hiding it so much. Well, I mean, no, I, it was out there on the table for full <laughs> view, right? I well, I think uh, I don't know. Somebody said to me, it's like he just said, if you don't let me use a calculator, we're gonna be here till so and so time. Yeah. <laughs> and so he had to break out the calculator. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say about it. I don't I, either. I just think that probably 
okay, for one thing, this is not Chad Shrimp's tournament to run. This is this is incredible technologies tournament to run. In my opinion, you need to lay some groundwork. You need to say, hey, either calculators are allowed and walk around and, and kind of keep an eye on your contestants and say, hey, dude, you can't be trying to figure out how many percentage points you need to hit this one iron. You need to know that in your head. Well, Jason can do that math. He's just trying to speed it up and mm-hmm. get through the qualifiers, what he said, like you, like you just mentioned. But, um, yeah, I didn't even realize he was doing I was I was tipped off by a couple of guys like, hey, is he, I mean, are we allowed to use calculators? I, go, I don't think so. He goes, well, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one over there. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I was, I, yeah, I don't know. Hey, whatever. It was kind of a, but he wasn't much of a, I, I don't remember him being much of a factor in the tournament. I didn't see, you know, where he No, finished. he disappointed me. I'll be yeah. honest. It, you know, you and you I expected more. Do some who won the tournament, who lost the tournament, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, would that be the one? yeah, that's that's the one. So, I mean, like, I guess if we're going to play it, let's play it. Because if anybody listens to my other podcast with uh, Bernsey and Van Hoosier, I mean, we got to talk about who won and who lost the tournament. And so, well, I mean, do you, outside of Mister Coppathorn, do you have another winner for this tournament? I have two, two right. others. I really feel like this was a monster tournament for Lance and not just because what he did on cabinet side, who cares? I, I mean, I care. I, I love Lance. <laughs> I'm talking about strictly from a mobile perspective, mm-hmm. Lance put all the questions, took them all, shoved them where the sun doesn't shine. And everyone can now realize, yeah, the dude just had some horrific bad luck. You know, some was created. There was a little bit, you know, that certainly some of that stuff was on Lance. But Lance Harris is an absolute beast. Just a beast. Um, I am proud to call him a good friend. There's not a whole lot better people that that I know. And I'm serious. He's a great guy. And just super happy of how he played. I I felt like Lance Harris uh, was one of the guys that won, won the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we're going through some and I, you know, I do, uh, want to mention somebody I, I, I call an old friend cause I actually knew him well before I ever, uh, I ever knew him in, uh, in our, in mobile was through arcade and I I've played in a world championship with Riley Hitchcock and, uh, what some of you get mobile guys may not know. And I think I tried to explain over the weekend, you know, last time we were at the Westgate, uh, Riley and I were, we were still, you know, almost kids at the time. And he had, uh, he was the fourth qualifier in that room full of 300 something people. And uh, at one time, Riley was one of the up and coming big time arcade players through the late 2000s. The difficult, I I don't know, maybe difficulty is not the best word, but I've always kind of understood that Riley has always tried to do his best to balance golden tea life and home life. Um, and you know he's he's a family man, married. He has what two, three kids. Yeah. And uh, you know, being a, a a hardcore arcade golden tee player, and trying to be a very hardcore family man, they're not conducive of the same sometimes. And so uh, Riley left us for a little bit. I would say I, I got right, run into Riley. He would come to town here. He worked uh, for. I can't remember who, but he was in town for work. And uh, on one of the bars I go to, I'd see Tilt Nasty. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, Riley. All right. Yeah. I, hadn't, I haven't seen him in years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came to my bar and we we hung out, had a few drinks. Uh, and 
it was it was great to see him back. He uh, adopted mobile. Mobile has been so much better, I think, for him. Uh, I think he would tell you that for him and his family and being able to do something like that. He had his family there. Uh, I don't know if everybody saw that. I did. Um, yeah. Riley has this thing. And I don't know if I've ever known this up until I just saw it at the, at the world championship. Uh, it may not be a thing, but he was, I mean, so rare to go. I mean, he was really, he wanted to run. He wanted to run. I think he lost an early match maybe and wanted to go on a run. He was ready to run through this field. Um, end up working his way up to third. I can't remember the match. I think he lost a heartbreaker too. Uh, lost Lance Harris. Yeah, and but uh, Riley Hitchcock, look, I mean, a guy can play. The guy can play. Um, is he going to go hey, Chicago? Riley very easily and almost probably should have been in that championship match because that was the match on Dodge that when they played that next back nine. There it is. I am I, – I, I mean, Riley had four or five shots that I don't know even right now. I don't know how they didn't go in. So Riley very, very easily could have been playing a championship against Rick Hopthorne. And, and finally, Lance Harris hit a, uh, I think, a five-wood over the barn orbits, brought it right back into the cup, jarred it to, to finally knock Riley out and get into the championship. But, man, Riley Hitchcock had a great tournament. And that was one of the guys that um, I, I know we talked a lot about on the podcast leading up to Vegas, mm-hmm. said that was one of the favorites. That's also a guy I bought in the mobile Calcutta. You know, now that the tournament's over, I'll tell you, I, I bought I bought Riley Hitchcock. He was with, you know, some uh, partners. And, man, we were uh, – R- Riley paid off for us, finished, you know, third, got us nice. the money back. I hear you. That was uh, good to see him do well. You got another winner of this tournament? Yeah, I thought Matthew Hansen. Um, yeah, we should talk I about him. Chevy Cox. I and, thought he had a great tournament. Well, and I, I think we we have, need to preface this a little bit by saying uh, we were called out. Okay, mm-hmm. and by me, I mean it was more you than me. But it was me. Yeah, uh, about not being a potential contender for this world championship. Um, we, I think, it might have been glossed over a little bit. You know, it's easy to overlook Matt only because he is so easygoing. Kind of. Uh, He's under the radar, a little bit quiet. And I, I think maybe he would laugh at that guy. He probably thinks he's he talks quite a bit. But he's not a guy that is going to flaunt and boast about his game. He just goes out and plays great golden tee. And, you know, I know that when they listen to the podcast, I'm talking about my mobile boys, and Hanson goes, well, I guess essentially I, maybe I shouldn't just show up since I didn't even get brought up. In the podcast, I thought, oh, God, man, that is a guy I should have brought up because he certainly has the game to finish top five in the world. And, and, he's, and he sure did. And, you know, it, uh, something funny about the tournament, I guess <laughs> his brother was there. So Matthew Hansen's brother was there. And it was pretty funny because he's a pretty big fan of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah? He, yeah, he likes, he, he likes watching the, the world's broadcast, the, the leading up to world's, the, the, matches the head-to-head matches and uh we had a pretty good laugh i talked to him for a few minutes and his brother was was really cool that was that was neat meeting matthew hansen's brother and i'm not bullshitting I, he really did like hansen said this guy's got a crush on he's got a man crush on you so it was it was neat meeting matt's brother i i enjoyed meeting him he was a really nice person 
uh, I, now I, I got to meet him one time too. I believe he was the he had the hat and the the beard. Nice going beard. On yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and the nice beard and the Chubby Cox shirt. I'm a fan of Chubby Cox or something. <laughs> he had some kind of shirt like that. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. it made me laugh. I know I talked to him for a few minutes. He, he he was a pretty nice guy to be around. And one one more winner of the weekend, man. I, I really think Jordan Scott won the weekend as well. He played well, proved he belonged. Uh, got okay. to hang out with the cabinet guys too that he's such big fans of I, I know he really likes evan gossett and you know it's too bad evan didn't play you know very well in the head-to-heads but it was nice seeing jordan in the crowd and, and jordan was literally it looked like christmas morning he was in front of the in front of the christmas tree had a had a front row seat to watch the championship stage on saturday and sunday and just watch cabinet player after cabinet player and and Rick Coppathorn sat with him a lot. Others were, you know, talking to Jordan. I know he had a great time in Vegas. I was so happy to see him out there. It was really cool that his dad's uh, mother and father brought him out there. So Jordan's grandpa and grandma brought him out to Vegas. They seemed to have fun. Just kind of said, hey, we're going to the casino. You guys watch my watch this boy. <laughs> and uh, and we did. Jordan well, we looked out after him. I mean, hell, yeah. And uh, that's uh... – uh, if you ever uh, talked, I, I got to talk to Rachel just for a few minutes when I was in Missouri last, last year. And she, um, that's, that's Jordan's mom, if anybody doesn't know. And she, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, felt, felt a sense of comfort because she, I mean, he, like, Jordan, first off, loves us. All right. Loves all the guys. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's we, mutual, but, but we love him back. And right. uh, he was such a young kid when we first came across him. He's now, you know, he's, he's a young man now. Um, I, I got, when we were, before we, you and I got up on, uh, to the announcing stage, I actually, uh, I was not just a couple feet away from him and I sat there and what looked up there and when CJ Wangler was going, Jordan was all focused on CJ, uh, what yeah. was going on. And I, that's the most vocal I had ever seen Jordan because one CJ was struggling. All right. CJ had missed a putt and a chip on the front nine of Baja. Which you cannot hmm. do in what you can never do in a world championship ever. And I, I sit there and <laughs> listen to Jordan, like, come on, CJ, come on, come on. Yeah. And yeah, he was really, it was really into it. It was half. See, I hate he had to leave early. I, I hate, I, you know, they had their flight out Sunday night. I hate he had to leave yeah. early. Um, but good call on that. I'm actually happy. I, I got to talk to him for, uh, I mean, for a while. He, he's just, you know, really into what we, uh, what we got going on. And he's a, more welcome addition to this golden tee family for a guy that we had concerns that wasn't going to be there in the first place. I mean, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't even been, well, he should have been, but yeah, he, I mean, that was uh, because of Circa pulling what they pulled and, and having to get out of the, out of the world championship equation, enter the Westgate and enter Jordan Scott. And it worked out great. And it was, this tournament would not have been as fun without my friend Jordan Scott being there. So it was awesome seeing him. Uh, I don't know how awesome it's going to be seeing him in Chicago because by God, he can beat everyone there. And that's the truth. That's not, you know, me trying to be cute and, and pat up a young guy like Jordan, but Jordan could beat anybody. I mean, he does have that game. He showed that game when he beat Mark Duchesne. Mm-hmm. Um, not just anybody beats Mark. Mark's a great player. So for Jordan to just smack around Mark, he can do that to anybody. So in Chicago, watch out for the precocious teenager from Kentucky. Precocious. Precocious. Awesome. 
Uh, you mentioned, I mean, some of the people that lost the tournament there, your preview was, uh, was Mr. Lavoy, right? I mean, Brian just. Yeah. I don't know how much I want to say he lost the tournament, but I, I felt like his nerves cost him the tournament. I will say that because he has the game to boot. We play some side tournaments a lot. There's a, a pretty big group of us. You, you know, you've heard of it. There's mm-hmm. 30 to 40 of us that play these side tournaments and Brian's a monster in these side tournaments. Like, if you're on Brian's team, you have a legitimate chance to win the tournament because he holds out a lot, you know, a lot less nerve sitting in your San Diego beach house. Well, he doesn't really live on the beach. I always tease him about that. But uh, living in San Diego, just chilling out and playing a little bit of golden tea on your phone. Oh, that's another thing. I mean, he's a recent convert to the iPad. Oh. So that's – which, you know, I know it's easy to say, how can you play on your phone all this time knowing that you're going to play for a world championship? Well. If you're really not very good on your iPad, you've tried it and you're just not very good. It's not as fun. You like to play on something that you really play well on. And he's very comfortable on his iPhone. Very comfortable. The iPad just not quite there. He's, he's decent at it, but as you saw, he wasn't his dominant self that he can be. So expected to be in Chicago. No, he's the one not going to be in Chicago. That's right. He's not. That's right. Yep. Yep. He won't be there. That's, that's too bad. I was I was listening to the guys, uh, Josh, you know, joking around with them, and it, it seemed like uh, I don't know. <laughs> he was talking. He's talking like, oh, I know this guy that has this beach house. He's a good friend of mine, and they was like, of course you do. You have all that money, and you, like, <laughs> of course, oh, you know yeah, somebody. That... Nonstop joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's hard for me because I don't know these guys well enough uh, to you know say who lost the tournament. Um, I guess Matt Bick would have been one of mine for somebody that you know you didn't see who you know what kind what kind of game he was going to be having. It had a very much a a digital Mac feel from last year going into this tournament. Yeah, especially maybe your your second tournament. Your, I mean, you've been in two world championships, and I'm not sure that he's won a match yet. Yeah, is he zero and four? Maybe maybe one and four. No, uh, yeah, he did have a. I think he had a. I think I'd have to go look at that bracket again from last year, but I, he might have had a crucial win in the first round. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it just. Uh, yeah, he just he's just. I don't know that he even cared a whole lot. I think he was there just to have a good time. He's he's got a young family. He's getting out of he's getting out of uh, North Carolina for a couple yeah. days and but, and going to Vegas with one of his best friends. I mean, so I. He may not have done well in the tournament. I think Matt Vick's pretty happy about, you know, the time that he had. I think we've talked about probably 15 guys so far, and a guy that qualified early in this round and a guy I don't think qualified – I think he qualified pretty early last year too. Was was it Ben Nebraska ball? No, no worries. Yeah, I I was just thinking about Ben Gardek. Yep, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. I'm not sure how many – yes, and he did. He qualified within the first four weeks. It might have been week two two of this year but i thought he because he was at the 2021 world Championship. yes he race, was and i thought he qualified relatively early then too he yeah that yeah but he was just a flat out monster i mean he was he was really he was the first one that i had ever seen hit that stinger shot yeah. not with the not with the sniper ball but just with the javelin and would just run that thing anywhere i was i just remember i still remember seeing him hit that shot and calling kinsler like we have to learn that shot. What are, mm-hmm. we have to learn that shot. It was it was so inventive. I, I guess I don't know. It changed the way the games played, and it hasn't it hasn't been changed like that since. I mean, that is the biggest change 
in the history of our our little game is it's that stinger shot. Now I have alert. I've had her, heard some guys that, that they're trying to maybe switch to some of their shot making to a little bit more of a traditional golden tee style. Uh, like Sam was talking to me about, how, you know, learning how to hit a little bit more cut shots and uh, playing a, a little bit more like that. Why do you think players are doing that right now? I would guess that it is easier in a tournament setting where the nerves are, are much higher than just sitting at home playing. And it's, it's easier to, to put a little bit of a cut on a ball versus trying to hit perfectly straight. And, and we talk about, and also another part of this I've heard too, instead of hitting these one iron stingers, guys are saying, Hey, let me just pull this seven iron out and just hit a javelin and, and just try to, you know, get the wind right and just see if I can't run it in that way. And if I am off a little bit on a seven iron, if I don't have that pullback just right, if you do put a little bit of curve on it, it does come back towards the hole just like it would in regular gold tees. So I, I don't know if that's why guys are doing some of this stuff. Um, that could be the only answer in my head is, is maybe to, to counter um, the nerves perhaps, but we'd have to almost ask Sam what he's talking about on that one. Who's the best player in the world today in Golden Team Mobile right now? Mm-hmm, two, mm-hmm. Two, world, two world championships Woo! in. God. Two world championships in. All right. We know who the second place guy was because that was the best player in the world probably going into this tournament. Post-world championship, Chad Trump, who is the best player in the world today in Golden T-Mobile? Mm. Should I give you a top? Should I make you make a top no, five list? Okay. I don't know how we can't say it's not Rick Coppathorne. I don't Boom. know how we can't say Boom. it. Boom. Boom. Tony. Yeah, I know. Tony doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm not worried about it. Um, I think he does. Does he? I think that, he does. That made, that made me happy. That would really I, uh, I, I honestly, like, if you could take a, if you could cop your way out of this, it is literally, to me, it's 1A, 1B, and 1C. It's, it's, you could scramble Lance Harris, Anthony Johnson, and Rick, Richard Coppathorn. You could scramble those three and, and throw one against the wall and whichever one you could make an argument. Yep. That's the best player in the world. That's... I, I, I don't, I, and maybe even honestly, I, I think you almost, I, you almost want to put Lance maybe one step below because Rick did beat him. I mean, Rick beat him, right? Mm-hmm. Rick beat him on the toughest course under the most extreme pressure and hold out 18 to do it. So if you want to say it's between Tony and Rick, I'm fine with that. And then maybe Lance, just a literal smidge right below them. And then you've got to put Riley Hitchcock real close to that group. You got to put Chubby Cox, Matthew Hansen in that area. And I'm telling you, a guy that we don't talk about because he didn't play in this tournament, but Ben Costain, Benji, second place finisher last year, is an animal in live tournament settings. It's just he feeds off of it, zero pressure, felt. And I would, like I said at the start of this podcast, if if we could have had Tony Johnson and Ben Costain in this mix somehow. God dang, man. An already unbelievable tournament could have just been completely epic. So uh, while we're recording this podcast, Mr. Wilburn just got back to me and uh, he, he has our bracket right here. So we do have a few more names we should mention throughout this. And uh, I want to say Golden T Mobile's most interesting man right now is Niall, uh, Niall, <laughs> Niall Campbell. 
Niall Campbell um, might hey. be the world's worst blackjack player. <laughs> he did He's... bring me a bottle of true, true Irish whiskey called Patty's. He brought it from his home country. Uh, we drank half that bottle on Wednesday night. How was it? It was good. actually, it smelled like maybe the bottom of a trash can, but tasted buttery and delicious. I can't, it was shocking how you could smell something so foul and it tastes so good. Now, not everyone shared that sentiment. Not everyone thought it was really good. But a few of us did and enjoyed it immensely. And I appreciate that he brought me that bottle of, of patties. And uh, yeah, Niall Campbell is, is a guy that you can start talking to. And you are not sure where that conversation is going to go. But I enjoyed him a lot, too. I, I really, I, Niall and I have been, have talked since basically, since COVID first started. We got into the Golden Team Mobile, the league, season one and two or whatever. That's when we became friends. And we're hell, we're going to be in season 10 here in a couple of weeks. So I've known him for quite a while, and it was great finally meeting him. He was one that went out to dinner with us on Wednesday night. He uh, was, uh, yeah, he was just interesting guy to talk to. He fluent Spanish. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was really him and uh, him and Wally uh, getting a little conversation going. I was privy to that. Yeah, um, and Spanish was like, it was true European Spain Spanish. Like the real deal, the Espanol. Mm -hmm from Spain or whatever. So yeah. that was, that was kind of cool. Um, and I asked him, I said, Hey, when you meet Wally shock him badly, <laughs> just start talking fluent Spanish to him. And it was hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Uh, just um, let me, uh, one of the, I, I, I think he's kind of a Titan of your game. I mean, as far as it just uh, one, one of your leaders, one of your guys and uh, Matt Calderon, um, who's uh, I think, I don't know if he, he classified he was he was okay with his performance. I think he was what fifth sixth was he in that same area? Yeah, yeah, he was right in that five six money. Yeah, and he um, he he played a lot better this tournament than he did last. I don't. I am sure that he wanted to win this tournament. I mean, everyone wanted to win the tournament, but I think he had expectations to challenge for the tournament. So I don't think he was truly happy. But I do know that he said there's things that he wants to work on in his game. He is going to take a little bit of time off, focus on family for a while, which that's okay. cool. I mean, there's cabinet guys do that all the time. Yes, sir. And he's going to, his, his wife's, I bro we broke the news on, on uh, either on your podcast or the stream. I can't remember. We, we talked about his wife, Annie. She is pregnant with her second child. Yeah. So I think he's going to spend a little bit of time with his son, Brody and, and, and his wife and, and they're going to. Yeah, just work on family stuff right now. And he, he said, when I come back, I know what I want to work on for the next world championship. And I have no doubt whatsoever that he will get there again. And my God, does that man have an unbelievable beard? Be beautiful beard. <laughs> it, I'm it jealous is. of beards. I can't grow one. Um, and unlike Micah Middleton, who grows his anyway, even though he, he shouldn't, um, I know my limitations. <laughs> I just don't grow one. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, interesting name here because I, I, I've heard conversing things about this guy. Is it Will Davis? Yeah, yeah, uh, Shank, Shank Eponymous, and he was a he, he went one and two uh, before he, losing to Matthew Calderon. That was probably the one guy I talked to even less than than Matt Vick. Didn't get a chance. I 
I met him uh, at the last chance qualifier. He was qualifying mm-hmm. for his heat. I mean, of course, he was already in the tournament. We met, said, hi, hey, good to meet you. And that was the last time we really talked to him. So I, I did hear good things. I know Joel, Joel Wilborn told me that uh, that he was a good dude. So yeah. it was, yeah, he just, he had a, he had a, a one and two. There's no, there's no shame in going one and two in a world championship. So he won a match and, yeah. uh, and lost a couple. So, I mean, I, I, did you see the payout breakdown of this? I, I haven't looked, I, I haven't looked at it. All 16 guys got paid, right? Everyone got paid. I, I think, I think uh, 13 through 16 got 500 bucks. Well, then it works. It's, you know, works its way up a little bit. All right. So yeah, there's some guys that got paid on that. Uh, and I think, I think that like I said, Will, uh, Will was probably the last one. I, I, I didn't, I didn't remember many. Do we remember where he's from? Like Pennsylvania or something? Yeah. He's from Pennsylvania. He was a Penn state guy. I mm-hmm. said initially that I think he was from South Carolina and I was wrong, yeah. but yeah, he's uh he's from Pennsylvania, went to Penn state, proud Nittany lion fan, goes to football games. I think he's a school teacher. I think he's a high school teacher. Maybe I'm, I'm probably saying wrong things again, but pretty sure that's the case. So, but, uh, and then I, we've already mentioned no does, but he went one and two, uh, as well. Um, before we get to the rest of the weekend, I do want to touch on the rest of the weekend, just, uh, golden T-Mobile now going forward your second world championship in. All right. Um, What's, I mean, what's, what's the future like? What's the next year going to look like for Golden T-Mobile, man? Well, the biggest thing in front of us now, two things really. March 18th, Golden T-Mobile, the league, season 10 starts. Man. So if, are you back? Yeah, I'll be back this year, uh, this, this season. Yeah. So if you've been thinking about joining the league and, and you're not sure you want to play, man, it is player run, player led. There's a, there's a division for every single skill set there just is and if you get put in the wrong if if you're a a new player we will balance out the divisions based on play after you know a few weeks and and you will get put in the right division for you it is great time and you're playing like-minded people that are competitive it's just it's a lot of fun so season 10 gets get comes at us pretty quickly what division are you in right now what's that what division are you in right now I'm still in silver. I was in gold for a little bit and, and uh, went to silver and I have not been able to make that leap back to gold. And quite frankly, with all the absolute bloodthirsty killers in that, in that division, I'm not sure I want to be in gold because silver, I mean, silver is going to be just, it was horrible this season. It was so hard and it's going to be even harder next season. I mean, silver and gold are horrible. I mean, you have, when I say horrible, I mean, there's just such great skill sets. In, in these two divisions it's just it is hard to get victories it is very difficult you can't make very many mistakes i'll tell you that yeah um so anyway so season 10 starts right that's yeah. that's coming up we're going to bring a fantasy aspect to golden t uh mobile the league season 10 you're going to have uh we had this a few seasons ago you've got hey group a you could pick a player from this group b all the way down to i don't know group n as in Nancy or whatever, and, and you can pick players from each division and um, build a fantasy team for the season based on scoring, records, uh, hole outs, whatever. It was a lot of fun the last time we did it. So I'm Mark Duchesne should be, as I speak, putting that together right now. Hopefully that is done in time for us to bring that out for season 10. Look at league council just 
jumping on some new stuff. That's what I like about you guys. You guys are constantly reinventing stuff. I, I like it. Well, it's, I, I think we really enjoy, we enjoy bringing it to everyone. I, I especially, oh, different facets of the game that people like different, just nuance, just different things. If, if people really gravitate towards it, we want to bring it back. Yeah. You know, the bounties, the, that's something we're going to kind of reinvent that a little bit. I think we're going to put some tweaks on the bounty hole out system. And, and then again, be look on the lookout for the, the, the fantasy golf that we're going to bring back to it season 10. Then the big thing, May 13th, 14th and 15th. Let's just, let's just say it. It's, it's yeah. the windy city showdown and um, already have for a mobile tournament. Now get the cabinet out of your mind, Dallas, 200 people for our first player run tournament. We already have 40 people signed up. So wow. 40 people mm. are going to traverse the country, mm -hmm. find their way into Addison, Illinois at the pyramid sports bar. And we are going to play a golden T-Mobile tournament. And if you think you're not good enough, well, we also have different brackets. It's, it's no different from a golden T uh, cabinet tournament. You'll be brought, there'll be uh, purple brackets, whatever. And we'll have, I think three tournament brackets after qualifying is done. And, and there should be a division that you can compete in a bracket you can compete in. And mm -hmm. um, man, that is really going to determine to me, can Rick repeat? Can he, can he defend in a sense his world championship with Tony Johnson in a sense? Because Tony will be there 100%. Ben Costain will 100% be there. Lance Harris. I got confirmation yesterday. Will 100% be there. Oh, look at Lancer. So anyway, I, I think that we're going to have a really, really, really good tournament there. Cannot, absolutely cannot wait. The, the bar, I guess, has been – Walter Flores has looked at this place. Uh, Larry Foster, Jason Jumps, they've all talked to these owners. They've, they're working things out, trying to do their best Steve Sobel impersonations and <laughs> trying to land this bar, and they've done it. And I guess we're getting a private room in this bar. And it's, it should be more than enough seating in this monster sports bar for us to, to have a, an exceptional tournament. And also Andy Coleman, I believe PJ uh, will be, uh, will be making the trip up to come broadcast this thing. That's right. It will be streamed. And apparently I've been uh, nominated to, to help do some of the stream. I um, uh, might have I've, to bring your butt up there to do it. Well, I've already uh, mentioned to him if he has work for me, I I'm pretty much going to be, I'll be available for it if he has work for me. So well, uh, I think there'll be plenty of work for you. Yeah. So um, that's I'm planning on making a deep run. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah. I'm hoping I'm not even on the stream very often, to be honest. <laughs> I, I really am. I was, it's funny. And I talked to a few people. I, I went and played uh, Arcade Golden Tea last night with some friends. And it's amazing that feeling you get after you see a world championship that, I don't know, you get energized again in the game. And all I want to do right now is recreate my cabinet game and try to get that off the ground. Mm -hmm. And then I want to be one of the best mobile players in the world again. That's what I want to be right now. And I've played a lot of games the last few days. I hope that continues. I, I hope I keep wanting to do that. But man, I am super energized trying to be, you know, the best version of Chad Trump as far as this game is concerned right now. I, I really want to play it. Really want to play it at a high level. Awesome. No, that's gets my juices flowing there. Chad, uh, just walking into the rest of the weekend. First off, uh, I think we can tell the public a little bit that uh, 
I felt really good about going into calling the world championship. I, I was a very prepared man. I think, uh, I think I've made myself, you know, out to my, I put a lot of work into making sure I was, uh, I, I had a good base knowledge of what I was, uh, what I was, you know, talking about. I think you had a little bit more nerves to you, uh, going into it. Well, or at least that's what you told me. But. Yeah. I mean, for sure. As, you know, I, I don't think that anyone is more prepared as far as mobile goes than I am. But as far as what we're talking about the weekend, like you're saying, I was nervous in a sense that I've been, a, I've been away from this game for a significant period of time. Now, the game, it changes. A lot of the players don't change. I knew a lot of the players. Um, and I understand big tournaments and what that pressure feels like. And so that part really doesn't bother me as much as just not knowing some of the evolution of this game and where it's gone and these, you know, some of these courses and the shots you hit, if you were to ask me, Hey, Chad, what should he hit here on, on Baja hole eight? I, I would have said, well, hell Chris, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what he should hit here. I just, that part of the game, that knowledge has, has crept out of the, out of me because I just haven't been around it. Like I, like I was in the past. That's something I want to bring back where I can do it. But I, I knew I was comfortable. You told me, Hey, I've got you. Don't worry about it. I am more than prepared enough for both of us. And so I do appreciate that. And I thank you for that, my friend. But that was uh, that was a good time this weekend. I mean, I th- it it was better than I had even hoped. Um, yeah, I, and we had the players played great matches, which certainly is they carried the show. They, they did really well for us. That, that, that made my part easy. You know, it was just it was really uh want a treat to get a call of uh, just some of the highlights of our, our of our calling together because i mean I, i've gone back and watched bryce leffick ryan mccook about three times now yes um that ace <laughs> on 18 my god i i get chills listening to us call that one yeah i, I mean the place went nuts i mean the, the, it was um you know definitely probably the bit it may be the biggest match bryce will ever play uh i don't know i mean he's uh he he's got game. That dude has got some game, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he might he might be a factor in, uh, in in a tournament or two come in the future. But that being said, Ryan hits the sick eight and a half release down on a down ten green water. If he misses, it might have gotten wet. Who knows? Uh, but he went for it, and he was I mean right center of the cup. It was a beautiful shot. And then yes. we go. I mean, it was that was either make it. Or you just go home. Yeah. And he made it. Yeah. And then, well, and then you go to one and one is this little funky chush shot, which I'm sure you've, have you been practicing your chush yet? I haven't hit a chush in five years, but I do <laughs> know the chush. He, uh, and they both nailed chushes on one before Bryce has a little bit of a hiccup on two. Uh, it was, no, it was awesome to get. I mean, like I said, you have you and, you know how to call these matches. You're not at you. You know how Golden Tee works. Okay, it's not like you don't know the game. Uh, maybe we get you know some newer folks and you know some different names you didn't see. But by the time you and you and I got up on stage, it was you know all guys we kind of knew, and yeah, that's uh, it, right. It, it was it was easy to go from there. So I have a, I made a lot of new friends from the the cabinet side this week, and I had there's. And I say friends, I mean, I've got a lot of Facebook requests this week from, from guys that I met out in Vegas and it was, um, they were very, very welcoming to me, um, this weekend, which felt good because again, I mean, you know, me, it's been a while 
since I've oh, been yeah. at a tournament. I mean, it has been a long time. And for now, I did go to Nashville to play in the mobile tournament, but didn't spend very much time at all on the other side of the bar while, while the guys were playing cabinet. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, it was I was either broadcasting or I was playing in that tournament. So I didn't really get a chance to meet a lot of those guys, but I did have a lot of time in Vegas and my God, were they welcoming to me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, people, if they don't know you, they've heard about you, buddy. Uh, so well, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, a great memorable world championship, Chad, and uh, something I'll, uh, I'm, I'm not going to forget anytime soon. I've gone back and watched some of the stream uh, a few times. Um, Honor to call it with you, and I certainly hope you and I get to do it again. Chad, I appreciate you being on the podcast tonight, man. Gino, I appreciate it. I had a great time with you, had a good time at dinners with you, and calling matches is so easy. Um, I think you and I make a great team, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It's something I'm not going to remember for or forget, rather, <laughs> for, for a long time, and that's the Elijah Craig barrel proof speaking there. <laughs> we but, uh, we- uh we have to switch roles. We have to switch roles now. And, you know, like I said, when, when we go to mobile, like I said, I, I got to take the lead and you got to, you, you got to carry me through it. You know, no problem. No problem. And as, as Adam Kramer called you a savant, uh, when it, uh, wow. in golden team mobile, Chad, wow. I, that was nice. been, I appreciate you, buddy, man. All right, Gino. Th- thank you very much, man. All right. Thanks to Chad for coming on the podcast. We'll uh, talk to him when we uh, get a little bit closer to their Chicago tournament. Uh, There's a lot to look forward to in regards to that. And I'm pretty sure there's more information coming about that as well uh, as that will start to form. And it's going to be a pretty loaded field. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll have him back on here probably in the next month or so. And we'll be talking more about that. Uh, Coming up uh, busy for me, Paul Luna, Paul Anthony Luna. We will record uh tonight actually and i'll hopefully have it sometime this week uh steve sobel will talk to me this week and uh we'll get a little bit of history on the wisconsin tournament and how that got started and then sunday night i think i'm recording with uh van hoosier and bernsey as we get ready for the wisconsin open both will be attending that tournament unfortunately i will not be there uh but one day i think next year i'm gonna really try for it i think it's gonna happen uh thank you for listening share with a friend I mean, if you got somebody that may like this podcast, uh, share it to them. Just uh, see if they'd like it. Uh, iHeartRadio, always my preferred listening platform. If you uh, listen to me anywhere, I'd always prefer you listen there. But if not, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you get your podcasts, you can find me. Uh, so good stuff coming up. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs>